What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Game Boys. Had a had a week off last week. Don't worry, we'll make up for it this week. Um, so today we're going to talk about the Microsoft PlayStation UIs and some other stuff in their respective realms. So let's get it going. Jamin, how's it going? Yo, what up, Tim? Dude, I am doing absolutely flazelle, man. How are you? I am doing your PG. So, okay, so let's kick things off here. We got Microsoft's new Xbox app. Let's you stream Xbox One games to your iPhone or iPad. Can you just give us a little bit of backstory of why that's, uh, I don't know, such a, a crazy title? Okay, yeah. So basically, you know, Microsoft's big shift, obviously, is um, accessibility and basically getting their games out to as many people possible and also making it more convenient. So now the conveniency comes from not you don't even have to play from your actual Xbox anymore. Now you can play from your phone, which is just crazy. Um, and I mean, the app before was very simplistic. All it did was show you like who was online. It was very buggy and glitchy and slow. Um, and they've completely overhauled all of that. And yeah, now it's, it's really cool. I don't know. What do you got to say? No, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that PlayStation's had for a while that Xbox finally was able to get on the bandwagon for. Um, and I mean, like, Obviously, we had the debacle earlier with the whole App Store and not allowing the Project X Cloud or just the Game Pass Ultimate uh, streaming onto iOS devices. So this is the best thing we kind of got to X Cloud, where we can stream our own games to our iPhones, iPads, uh, computers, etc. Um, so, so yeah, like you said, like. We got a massive overhaul. So now, you know, before it was just like see who's online, maybe watch uh, some old clips. Um, but it, from this this uh, article that we have says Microsoft Xbox app update for iOS and iPad OS now live, allowing Xbox One owners to stream games to their devices. A new Xbox Xbox app is available in the App Store that includes a remote play feature with a Xbox One console owners stream their games to iPhone or iPad. Remote play is different to Microsoft xCloud service, which streams games directly from servers instead of your own Xbox. This remote play feature will only connect to your Xbox console and not to xCloud. It is similar to Sony's own PS4 remote play feature that is also available on Android and iOS. While this app will support Xbox One Series X, Series S games, older Xbox Series 360, and original Xbox games cannot oh sorry older xbox 360 and original xbox games cannot be streamed remotely to android or ios or ipad os so which isn't bad i mean like i feel like a lot of our games anyways are current gen console games right i mean look if you're gonna you know take the time to play the old games you know, it's not really pressing. I mean, we've had, you know, some of these old games for years. It's not like, oh, I need to get on this game right now, right? Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be like cyberpunk. So 
that you know, I'm not too bummed about that. Yeah, same. Um, and especially with the new, um, like 5G uh, phones that have just been announced, like the iPhone 12, um, the Pixel 5, I think the Note 20 Ultra, whatever, has an option for it too. Um, that's going to make the mobile gaming scene pretty big. Um, this app will also support the ability to access uh, your Xbox console over the Wi-Fi or LTE or 5G connection. Um, so, like, obviously, hence why it says remote play, you can, like, turn on your Xbox. Um, you know, you can start it and then connect your phone to Wi-Fi or LTE and they'll connect to each other and then you can play if you have like, an Xbox controller. Some games have mobile controls. It's pretty cool. Um, and I'm hoping that, I mean, granted, obviously everything is capped by how good someone's Wi-Fi is from their home console, but hopefully with the Series X and Series S, the, maybe it will process it better to make it a little better quality streaming. I mean, I don't know. What, what is your opinion on, on the game streaming? Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen Stadia, um, and obviously that's not indicative of everyone. And I mean, Stadia was kind of doing something not not completely 100% brand new, but was going into new territory. So, yes, did it flop? Kind of. But, I mean, how could it not, really? I mean, it's pioneering something new. It's kind of showing the way forward. So, I mean, I think Stadia was a necessary step, and I think now streaming could actually you know become viable can actually be something that's super cool you know yeah definitely yeah like we mentioned a few episodes ago um xbox had uh phil spencer said you know that amazon's luna and uh stadia are its biggest contenders right now for competitors um But yeah, um, Microsoft updated Xbox app doesn't change the xCloud situation, unfortunately. Apple extended an olive branch to allow services like Stadia and xCloud recently, but it included a big catch. That would mean Microsoft would have to individually submit hundreds of games as separate apps using its streaming tech. Microsoft was not amused by Apple's new rules, is what it says. Which, I mean, like, I get it. That would be really annoying, um, especially with, like, the Game Pass um changing every month like you know they'll put a new game on they'll take an old game off um but yeah i'm excited to see where the remote play will take us um i've been wanting this feature for so long i mean they had like a rough one on windows 10 for either your xbox app that you can have on there they had like a like yeah like console streaming um but it was it was bad at best. So I'm hoping this is good at best. Right. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and, and just if you didn't have anything else, I was just going to say um, that, you know, what I like about this app is not only is it doing, you know, big things like remote play, um, but it's also doing some smaller things that I've kind of I've always thought that the, the app did, but it apparently didn't. Um, and that was do things like um, you can either you now from the app, you can set whether you want to be um, online or up here offline, which is cool. Um, you can also manage your storage, which is cool. So like, you know, say you do end up, you know, 
I don't know, let's say you go out, wait out in line to get the new cyberpunk game or whatever, right? But you have too much space on your Xbox while you're waiting in line. Now you could completely manage your Xbox. Um, and, you know, when you get the game and pop it in, now, you know, now you have the room to do that. Um, you can now quickly download and share game clips and screenshots. Um, and you can, yeah, delete games and stuff like that. So really what I like about this app is it's almost like a cleaner. Like you can use this app now to really clean up your Xbox, clean up the storage. Or, you know, let's say you played like an hour of Call of Duty and you have a, a couple really cool clips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now you have that all on your phone. And if you had to leave, now you can just go ahead and just upload all of those on the fly. So it's yeah. just simple things like that, that I think the app has always kind of needed. And now that it has, it's, it's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, as someone who, who uh, is always looking for a way to bring my games with me, this is a step that I am excited to see how it does and how it can be advanced. Um, I mean, the five, like with 5G and all that, like that's great for like your phones. I think what they need to do is they need to, I mean, like not they, as in like Microsoft or anything, but like um, internet providers, they need to try and up their, um, like their bandwidth, like better service and all that, higher like tier internet services without them being through the roof expensive because i mean eventually 5g will take over and it will be really no more than what our 4g is now i mean i remember uh i don't know 10 12 years ago when it was went from like 3g or starting from 3g to 4g which is nuts um and but like 5G, I believe boasts like up to four or five times better than 4G, which is crazy for going to be having good internet connection and service. Um, but yeah, I think internet providers need to take a page out of like cell company books and um, start having better options available at cheaper prices than what they're offering them now. So. because that would really also bring this to the next level so all righty any anything else you want to add on to this section before we move on um no yeah i mean just you know just a few a couple minor things a couple big things i mean the app is you know just kind of starting out to you know become bigger i guess so they're going to obviously add some more features and do some more stuff. So, but the, the changes they've made so far have been positive. So I am hopeful to see what comes next. Same here. All righty. Now we're going to be moving on to the UIs of these next gen consoles, soon to be current gen consoles. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, which one would you like to kick off? Because we have the Xbox Series X and we have we have the PlayStation one. Uh dude, it's up to you, man. I mean, we were just talking about Xbox, so we could continue on to Xbox or we could jump over to PlayStation. Up to you. 
Let's let's do the Xbox one. Um, yeah, I'll let I'll let you uh let you kick it off. Okay. Yeah. So, um. So yeah. So today, actually, um, Xbox kind of just did a, a little bit of a showcase. Just walked through some of the new features, um, of the Series X and the Series S. Um. So not a whole lot of stuff that we didn't know about. Um. They had been touting some of these things for a while, but now we get to actually, I guess, see it. Um. So okay. So one of the things I guess was. Um, just kind of the smoothness between switching over games, which they're calling quick resume. Um, so I don't know, I could be mistaken, but I'm not too sure if every game features um, quick resume. I could be wrong. That might just be the core feature of the Xbox and every game does that, but I'm not um, too sure in particular. Um, but yeah, so basically it lets you, you know, say you're playing a racing game and then you pause it uh, hit the home menu and then, uh, you know, jump to, I don't know, Skyrim or whatever. Um, it'll let you, it should let you pretty seamlessly jump into that, um, which is cool, you know, so it doesn't, it's not basically, cause I mean, if you tried that now on the Xbox one, um, the game will lag out or it'll crash. Um, yeah. so it's pretty cool that you can basically run like three or four games at once, um, which is cool. And then, um they showed what else did they show they showed the um little hard drive the one terabyte hard drive this small little thing that um you'll be able to put on your xbox to obviously give it more um space um they also showed some um uh, i forget what they're called now but basically like movable background so basically instead of a static image as the background on the home page now you're getting um, you know, a kind of cool graphic that's moving around and stuff in the background. Um, so there are some cool features. Let me look really quick just to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Um, no. Okay. So, cause it was pretty small. They were really just showing those. So, um, if I'm going to give my completely honest feedback, um, although they, you know, they did say that the jump from series X to, um, the Xbox One X in power will be huge. But as far as the console itself, it's not that much different. Um, the UI, while it's slightly tweaked, um, looks very similar. So if you're, you know, obviously we're all used to the UI for the Xbox One. So you're going to be very used to the UI for the, um, uh, the Series X and the Series S. Um, but, you know, if I'm being honest, I I would have liked to have seen maybe a bigger shift, maybe just something a little bit, little bit different so that, you know, I really feel like I'm getting a brand new console because while there are some small things, I, I don't know. I just feel like when I look at that UI, I look like I'm just getting the Xbox one X 1.5. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting a truly new console because the mechanics of it um, are all very much the same, the, the same look, the same design. Um, so for me, I feel like they, they played it a little too safe, but this is only the beginning. The UIs change all the time. So, um, but I would have liked to see something a little bit more bold um, for as far as the UI went. Oh, and one, one last thing. Sorry, I'll let you talk in a second. No, you're good. Um, but just the new controller, it actually does have something cool. So it has the share button. So instead of having to press the middle button when you're in the middle 
of a game, right? You're trying to play, you know, I don't know, Call of Duty. It's a fast-paced game. It kind of sucks if you get a clip or you want to take a picture and you have to literally stop your entire game and click the home button and then make a, uh, you know, a split second decision between X and Y. Sometimes I like get scared because I'm in the middle of a match. So I just press something quick and I'm like, oh, crud. Like I actually took a video and I just wanted to take a screenshot. Um, So now they have a little share button, which simply tap it to take a photo or you press and hold it to take a clip. Um, And it uploads really fast. So that feature is really cool too. That's another feature I really like, but I want to know your thoughts about this stuff. No, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the UI, yeah, it's not that, not that much different um, in total. Uh, just freshens everything up that the Xbox One had. Um, the little expandable terabyte, one terabyte, like, storage drive that that series x is getting seems way too expensive like 220 dollars for one terabyte it's like i'd rather go out yeah it's an ssd but i'd rather go out and buy a five terabyte hard drive like external just normal hard drive um for like 150 um but but yeah like the, the ui hasn't changed that much um but i mean i I don't mind that as much um but yeah i mean like quick resume is gonna be nice uh when switching back and forth to games um yeah like if you're playing like say you're playing call of duty and then you know you're in a wait time for that, so then you want to go over and keep playing your Skyrim game while you wait for your Call of Duty to get into a match. Like, that's a viable option now. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had. You pretty much hit everything else right on the head, so. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Shall we jump over to the PlayStation now? We shall, we shall, we shall. I'll let you take uh, take lead on this too because you, you know more about this than I do. Okay, sounds good. All right, so this one um, happened a few days ago. I only had just managed to watch it today, um, but it's really cool. So for me, something that I really appreciate with PlayStation 5 is that they're really differentiating themselves from PlayStation 4. Like, this is the next generation and it looks and functions way different. Um, So to me, I personally just think the aesthetics of the console um, and just the functionality of it for me, for the PlayStation five are much cooler. I'm not saying Xboxes are lame. I'm just saying Xbox is very familiar and that's kind of the point. Um, But I do enjoy, you know, a fresh look. Um, So, okay. So PlayStation, Uh, definitely offered that. So it looks much different now. Okay. I will say this, the home screen itself is familiar. It still has the tiles. It still has the PlayStation store right there. It still has PlayStation view and, you know, each of your games are like tiles. Um, So that aspect of it is similar. And I mean, what's cool is actually you can scroll down. Like if you you're looking at one of the game tiles, 
you can scroll down and you can look to see if some of your friends have played it, um, the achievements that you're about to get, or they call them trophies in PlayStation. Um, and then just some of the clips that have been captured by the community, um, which is cool. So you get to kind of, you almost get like a little hub with each game. Um, so that's really cool, especially if it's a game that you're really interested in. You could just spend tons of time just looking at that um, portion, which is cool. Um, okay, so they also have something else. So the article says Sony is also experimenting with an explore menu that shows official news from Sony and developers, along with trending videos and gameplay clips. Although it says that it's still testing the feature and that not all users may have access to it at launch. So this is a cool feature, especially for people like you and me, Tim. Um, maybe not for everybody because, you know, some people just play the games. They don't really care about the news. Um, but for people like us, you know, we're interested in that. So to be able to have the news, you know, right at our fingertips is actually pretty cool. Um, so that's a, that's a feature I appreciate. Um, there's also something new called Control Center Menu. Um, and this is accessed at any time by pressing the PlayStation button. And what this does is it gives players access to a wide array of system tools like seeing notifications, which friends are online, controlling music, uh, managing settings for the console and controller, and seeing the status of downloads. Um, so there's also a new series of cards, a key part of the UI that serves as a sort of ongoing feed of news about games, recent achievements, or screenshots, and more. Uh. Um before you yeah. oh any, any more, yeah. I just have the thing I have to say on that is that control center. I feel like I mean I could be wrong, but it sounds a lot like what Xbox has when you press the Xbox button now. Uh, which I mean personally, out of the UIs, that's why I like Xbox a little bit better currently because of that. You have like you can see your game download without having to completely go out of your game. Like you can see if, who's online. So, anyways, that this just sounds a lot like um a lot similar to what Xbox currently has, like they're implementing it as well, which I, I really like. Right. Yeah. And I mean, look, here's the thing is that these consoles, they're all doing things a little bit differently and some consoles are doing, you know, kind of catching up and some of them are backing down, you know, so there's just different things. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, Xbox has kind of been doing this. Obviously Sony took the hint and is like, okay, like people like that from Xbox, let's add that um on the playstation you know so yeah some of these things might not be revolutionary but they're new for playstation and they're probably you know born from maybe some complaints like hey xbox has this you yeah. know why is it cumbersome for me to you know look at my downloads you know why do i have to completely quit out of the whole game go to another separate menu and look at that when on xbox you have a current game downloading you press the home button once and you have everything yeah so, yeah, I totally see that. Um, and, the, you know, they're catching up. Okay, so they also have something new called activities. Now, this is really cool. Um, so selecting an activity, which is an individual card on the bottom, says selecting an activity will give an overview of that level, including a personalized estimate of how much time the PlayStation 5 thinks it'll take you to finish the level and any, object, and any objective sorry, um, that you have yet to complete. Now this, it seems simple, but this is really cool. Um, okay, so say like, you know, you're playing, say I'm playing a story game like Uncharted 4. I'm playing through it. I'm on a level. Tim hits me up and is like, dude, we got to play some Call of Duty now. What's cool is that I could press the, the middle button 
and I could see, oh, dude, I have like 20 minutes left on this level. So it seems simple, but it's really cool because, you know, now you know where you are in your level. Um, and something else that's really cool is now you can see objectives that you have. So like if you're playing a game and you have multiple objectives and you're like, man, there's so many objectives I kind of forgot. You can actually go onto the tile and you can and you can click the activity and it'll give you a list of all the, you know, the objectives you haven't completed yet. And let's say it's something like a puzzle, right? So for me personally, I'm terrible at puzzles. So typically I always go um, and I YouTube it because I suck at puzzles and I'm not going to sit there and, you know, torture myself, or at least I, I didn't used to, I'm, I'm growing into it now. Um, but what's really cool is it has something else called game help. So you could basically jump on to your objective and you can click um, on this little tile and it'll give you a series of hints as to what to do for it to complete that objective. And, you know, obviously this is amazing, not just for people like me who, you know, say you're on a puzzle part, but it's also great for kids too, right? Because kids aren't going to be, you know, gaming, you know, lords, unless, I mean, obviously there are some kids that are, but let's say a little kid jumps onto a Lego game, you know, now that if they're like stuck, you can, you know, they can jump on that game help and they can see how to, you know, how to finish that problem without having to, you know, quit out of the game and look at YouTube or something. So I think these little features are really cool and they just, they, because they keep you connected in the game, right? You're not going to be jumping out of the game. It's you're, you're totally connected to the game and the console um, at the same time. So it's really cool. And then there's something else that's awesome. Um, as you can tell, this excited me very much. I, I watched this and I was like, wow, PlayStation is doing some crazy stuff. So there's something else that's really cool. So there's something called a picture in picture mode or split screen view um, that's let that lets players see the hints side by side. So you can take the hints and instead of just having them displayed in front of your whole screen, you could just throw it to the side so you can play your game and watch the hint. So like if you're online, right, usually you, if I jump on a YouTube video to figure out the puzzle, I have to watch like five seconds of it, pause it, and then go back to my game and re like basically reenact that and then pause it and then go back to the thing and watch it. But now you can just throw it up on your, you know, on the right hand corner of your screen and you can watch the tutorial like right in front of you and you can play it. So that's crazy. Um, and also now you can do screen sharing, um, which is really cool. So basically, you know, let's say I'm playing Uncharted again and Tim is playing COD and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm crushing it, man. Like I'm destroying these guys. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't believe you, man. Show me. So now he can take his gameplay and he can basically send me a live feed of his game and I can click on it and I can watch it while I'm playing my game. So like I can see him, you know, probably getting trashed on or something oh. while I'm playing my game. And it's just such a cool feature. Like it like it goes beyond just voice chat. Like, yeah, you know, Tim could tell me what's going on. I may or may not believe him, but he can tell me what's going on. But or I could actually like watch him do it. And so it's just, it's really cool. And I think that that's something that you're just, you're not seeing on Xbox. And I think it's something that's huge, whether or not people end up using this stuff. We don't know, right. We have to kind of see sometimes a lot of these consoles will 
do these big new things, but nobody uses them. So, you know, time will tell if people actually use these features. Um, but they're really, really cool. And I think if I ever get a PlayStation 5, I'm definitely going to try these out. So I'll kick it to you, man. What do you think about all this? Oh, yeah, you, you covered it. Uh, yeah, split screen uh, for help and hint side by side. I love that. Um, the sharing screens with other members of the party is really cool. Um, so then you can watch me kicking butt. Um, you know, that's the one. Uh, if I get it, we can we play Destiny. I'll just send you my screen as well, and I'll still kick your butt. Um, uh, what was it? No, no. Uh, just joke. Oh, what you're, gonna, you're saying? You're gonna have me watch you kick my butt? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, sinister, man. Uh, no, but no, this, this sounds really cool. Um, it makes me makes me definitely consider the PS5. Um, I mean, like I'm not getting any any new con new gen or next gen console when they come out. Um, just because uh, that's expensive. Um, but if I was gonna get a PlayStation Five, I'd probably just get the digital one. Um, you save a hundred bucks. Um, everything is going digital now. Um, I mean, yeah, discs are nice, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, but for four hundred dollars price tag, still not bad. Um, with obviously it's like same as the PlayStation Five with the disc drive. Um, it definitely has me intrigued. Uh, but but yeah, the UI sounds cool. Um, I like the where it tells you what progress you are at. Um, for your game, because like. For us, say we're in a mission or, you know, we're playing, like you said, Uncharted, and we didn't just start a mission, like a quest, but like, or yeah, like a story, like the next step in the storyline. And then um, one of our parents is like, hey, come on, we're going. And you're like, okay. And sometimes now, you know, you say, okay, I'll be there in five minutes. And then 15, 20 minutes later, you finally finish. You know, now you can be like, hey, it will take me 20 minutes. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say on, on that. Uh, anything else you want to add before we move on? Um, yeah, just basically right now so far, um, I'm, I'm really liking what PlayStation is doing little disappointed in what xbox is doing but then again their system wasn't broke so you know they don't need to overhaul it because it was very streamlined and it is it's really cool um but to me it would be kind of cool to see them take a big risk like this i mean look now you can screen share on playstation i mean that's pretty cool yeah. um it would it, you know for me personally it would be cool to see something big like that where i'm like okay like this looks pretty cool like i'm definitely gonna get a series x like this this is an awesome feature. So for me personally, I'm not seeing a whole lot of that from Xbox. I'm not saying it looks bad at all. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just, I'm not excited for the Series X like I am for the PlayStation 5. Like the PlayStation 5 to me is so new and it's doing so many different things that I'm like, I'm intrigued. Like even if I don't buy it first off, I mean, I'm just like you 
I'm not going to go buy that thing. Even if I wanted to, it's like completely sold out. Um, just it's too much right now. And I'll, and yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the digital version. Um, but yeah, PlayStation just got me really excited right now. I'm hopeful for Xbox for sure, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, all so we'll go into our, our last topic we have prepared. Uh, and that's, uh, kind of on the playstation it's more on like a sony uh radar in general um it's tom holland's nathan drake revealed in first photo from the long involvement uncharted movies uh our movie um so i mean uncharted probably one of the ps5 or playstation's biggest uh game franchises um our longest running like console exclusive kind of like uh i guess halo for microsoft is uncharted for playstation um so this says the seventh director is apparently the charm seven directors wow uh okay it's been over a decade since work began on a movie based on naughty dog and popular uncharted uh games in that time the film has cycled through seven directors five release dates and a series of script and actors but a new picture of from star Tom Holland, who will be playing a younger version of the of series hero Nathan Drake in full costume as character gives the best evidence yet that the film is actually happening this time. The shot is admitted not much to go by, just a still of Holland and Drake's cargo pants, Henley combo, and matching pistol holsters. But looking closely reveals the ring, which in the game's canon belongs to Nathan's maybe ancestor, Sir Francis Drake. So that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, like, Tom Holland, such a good actor. Obviously, like, mo- probably right now, most famously known for his uh, appearance in the MCU as Spider-Man. Um, but, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, so I definitely have some thoughts. So um, I'm a big-time, you know, long-running Uncharted fan. I've been playing those games since they came out back in 2006, 2007. They launched with the uh, PlayStation 3. Um, So, yeah, I love those games so much. I love the characters. They're, you know, they're icons now. Um, So, yeah. So when I first saw this picture. okay, so I'll have to say I didn't completely hate it. Now, when I heard that Tom Holland was cast, even though I agree, I think Tom Holland is a good actor. However, I don't I don't think he's Nathan Drake. I don't see Nathan Drake in him really. I don't think he really acts like Nathan Drake. He's also not old enough to be Nathan Drake. Um, as Nathan Drake typically in the games is around um, mid to late 30s. Obviously, Tom Holland is definitely not that age. So he's much younger. Um, but of course, this, you know, they they did come out and say that this movie was gonna be a prequel to the games, which I mean that has to it has to be because you know, you don't cast Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as Nate and Sully, you know, if in the game Sully is way old and, you know, Nathan's in his mid to late thirties, um, you know, so I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. Now I will say this. I don't think the picture is terrible. I actually, you know, in my head, I, I couldn't picture Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. It was like, it was too weird for me, but seeing this picture now, 
I can see it. I can see it. And I could see Tom Holland, you know, becoming the Nathan Drake, you know, 10 years from now. Like I could see him being Nathan Drake. Um, and, you know, it makes sense that this is a prequel because he did have adventures when he was younger. If you play the third game, you play as him when he's about uh, uh, maybe 17 or 18. And that's when he first meets Sully. And then in the fourth game, you play as him when he's about maybe 14. So he has had adventures when he was younger, not to the scale like he does, you know, in the rest of the game. Um, but he does have smaller adventures. So a prequel does make sense, especially if it takes place, you know, after the events of, you know, the beginning of the third game, as it lets you play as him when he's 17. So if this is a few years later from that. Um, it's cool. Again, I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't like the idea of Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I don't think he's a Sully at all. I don't think he's really that good of an actor. Tom Holland to me is a much better actor than, than Mark Wahlberg, but Ugh, I don't know. I don't like the idea of Mark Wahlberg being Sully, but as far as this picture is, is concerned, um, it doesn't look bad. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who this director is. I'm looking at it. I don't, I don't see who it is. It just says it's the seventh director. Hopefully this is my hope. Hopefully it's somebody that has played those games and is a big fan of them because if we get a game from you know if we get a movie you know from a director who literally has never played those games before or who's like well you know i get the basic idea it's going to be terrible that's why the best things like the mandalorian for example that's made by you know dave filoni and john favreau those guys are massive fans of that franchise and it shows that's why mandalorian has been so cool i just i don't know i don't know who the director is so I don't know if he's a big fan of Uncharted, but I really hope he is because if he's not, it's just, it's not going to turn out good. He's not going to get the characters right. He's not going to get the settings right. And I don't know. I think it could be a disaster if he doesn't know what he's doing, but if he is a big fan and he has ideas, you know, good ideas, then yeah, I'm interested. But for me to make my full opinion, I do have to see a trailer I had to see, I don't know, maybe Elena will be in this one, but I had to see, you know, what Mark Wahlberg will be like as Sully. I need to see if their dynamic is good like it is in the games. And yeah, I just need to, I, I just want to see if this will be cool. That Those are my thoughts. Nice. Uh, yeah, so the, the director um, is Ruben Fleischer. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, and the story is written by um, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. So I, I don't know um, if either of them have worked. Let's see. Um, Do you happen to have a maybe a, oh, a list of a few of the movies oh, that he's made? Uh, I don't have. I didn't pull him up, but I because I'm on Wikipedia. But uh, the writers, you. Want, here, I'll give you a wild guess at the superhero movie that they uh, that they wrote script to. Oh, they've written a superhero movie, and they're also writing this one. Yep. Ooh, I I don't know it's who classic. is it. Oh man, who is it? In two thousand eight, Markham and Holloway wrote the script of Marvel Studios superhero film Iron Man, which is directed by John Favreau. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Well, 
They also wrote the script for the uh, action film Punisher Warzone. I don't know if that was good or not, but mm. um, let's let's see. Now, okay, I'll I'll say this: they that movie is great. Okay, that the Iron Man is amazing. The writing was really good. But here's the thing: if those guys aren't, and I'm not, I'm not saying those guys need to be like die hard, you know, uncharted. They live and breathe uncharted, but. I just I hope those guys who wrote it, I hope they've played the games and I hope they understand the characters, because no matter how good of a writer you are, if you don't really understand your source material, you're not going to get it. So I don't know. I hope they've done that. Okay, so Ruben Samuel uh, Fleischer, born uh, in 1974, an American film director. He is best known for director of Zombieland, Zombieland, Double Tap. Um, 30 Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad, and 2018's Venom. So, I mean, I, I'm the only one I've watched out of that is, is Venom, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I mean, you may have other opinions on, on Venom, but... Uh, but, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Wow, so they're getting some... No, not not all the time, but they're getting some like kind of superhero-y people. So you kind of got to wonder, is this going to feel like an like a superhero movie a little bit? True. Um, let's see. Well, he's also directed um, a few episodes of different different shows. Um, nothing that I can see like super uh super crazy but but yeah so like my standards aren't like high but they're like they're around like if i gave a movie like a five out of ten like that's where my standards are it's like average okay for for what this film like i have i feel like this film is going to be average like you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be like, oh, I think this film is gonna be awesome. They have writers, writers of Iron Man and director of Venom, because uh, then that could make someone be like, oh, this must be gonna be a really good movie as well. That if the person liked Iron Man and Venom, uh, but yeah, you don't want to say your expectations too high. Yeah. So I you know, and I mean, oh yeah, I was just gonna say like you know, um, video game movies tend to be pretty bad. There are some gems. I, you know, for me, as cheesy as it was, I really did like the Prince of Persia movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cheesy, but I enjoyed it. So I like, but that. for me, you know, Uncharted is very beloved for me, but also for a lot of people. And, you know, am I expecting this to be the greatest movie ever? Probably not. But I just don't want this to suck because, you know, some people who have never played Uncharted, they're not, they're going to watch the movie and be like, dude, that if it's not good, they're going to be like, dude, this franchise sounds like idiotic and it's going to like turn people away. And it's like, no, like this franchise is amazing. Just forget about the movie, go play the game. I would rather say, you know, have people be like, wow, that movie was actually pretty cool. And then I'll be like, dude, go play the games. They're better, you know, like, so yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else really to say about that. Um, 
I mean, I'm not – I'm also not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. Um, but but who knows? It could be good. Um, well, I mean, like, he, he could be good in this. Uh, so, I think Tom Holland does look – the part in at least the picture of Nathan Drake very well. It suits him. Um, but, but yeah. So I think that's all we had for, for today. Um, so anything else that you want to want to add before we, we head out? No, I think, I think we've done good. Looked at the UIs. I'm, pretty excited i'm i'm glad they're finally showing more stuff from the consoles i mean we're you know a week and a half out you know it's good to actually see some stuff um and you know probably later on when we do another podcast um we'll probably talk more about maybe some of the you know the actual exclusives like the hard exclusives that are actually coming out um i'm sure we'll talk about that in some capacity um but yeah i'm excited at what i've seen um as far as the UIs of those, this movie, it's fun to talk about this movie. I mean, it's, it's okay. So actually this movie is slated. Um, this movie is slated to come out July 16, 2021. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that actually happens. Um, but if it does happen, I mean, that's pretty soon. So yeah. who knows we might, you know, on this podcast, we might have an opinion for you in, you know, middle of next year. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. If you want to know more. Oh, sounds good. All righty, Jamin, where can the fine folks find you? All right, guys, you can find me on my YouTube channel, The Rewriter. Um, been rewriting Star Wars a lot lately. I've been doing that a lot, but I promise I'm not going to do that forever. It's just I'm, I'm in a very Star Warsy mood, all right? Mandalorian's about to come out. Um, so I'm loving on some Star Wars right now. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, um, you know, go ahead and check it out you know, especially if there's some Star Wars stuff you were a little disappointed by. I know I've been disappointed by a bit of Star Wars stuff lately. So, um, but it's not overly negative on my channel. I don't, I don't rant about games. I just, you know, I like to rewrite the story and to see kind of how I would have liked to have seen it written, but my channel is not negative in any capacity. Um, So if that kind of stuff interests you, I'll I'll also be doing superhero stuff um, and other kind of stuff. So if rewritten stories, unwritten stories of things that got canceled and never got made. Uh, if any of that is interesting to you, if you kind of want to see what I would think of that stuff, then yeah, go ahead and give me a follow. It's called The Rewriter. Awesome. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe this time next year you'll be rewriting the Uncharted movie. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, all righty. Uh, this is Tim and Jamin signing out. Peace out, guys. Peace out.